Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. This is season 16, episode 5. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tane? I am good. I'm glad to be back. So we did after party on Patreon. But for those who are not on our Patreon, I don't know why, uh, <laughs> tell us where you were. I was in Salt Lake City and I went to the Sundance Festival. It's been a bucket list of mine and finally I got to do it and it was exciting and it was great and it was cold. And you went to Beauty Lab and Laser? <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, you guys know, I'm like a housewives nerd. If there's going to be a business of theirs, we're going to try it. So yes, I made an appointment. Went there, got a facial, and it was cool. It was good. Very nice. Very clean. (laughs) Good service. I recommend. I think it's very, very cool that you went. As I said before, I thought, when Tane told me she was going to Sundance, I was like, you can just go. You can just decide (laughs) to go and go. And then she explained to me, and I just thought, how cool. Tane's going to Sundance. (laughs) Yeah, I've been to um Toronto Film Festival and the Philadelphia Film Festival, so it's just kind of like one thing. But Sundance is like the big indie one. I've never been to an indie one before, so it was different and it was cool. Very cool. So, oh, uh, good job. Last episode with Mandy, I enjoyed listening to it as a listener. I it think great. it's so fun when people haven't watched before. And Mandy is just like the perfect person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed all her questions, like through fresh eyes, not jaded eyes. <laughs> not like our eyes. <laughs> all right. Any housekeeping you would like to share with the people? Um, okay. So everybody, uh, we will not have an after party on Patreon this week. Um, I'm starting with the bad news first. Uh, but then on Monday, we will have our rankings of all the seasons that we've covered on the show. So we're going to rank every season of MAFs that we have covered in order of you should tell someone to watch to don't tell anybody to watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Also on our Patreon, we did the the Traders, the show that was, is on Peacock. So that is up. And then in February, I'm sure you guys have seen Love is Blind season three after the altar is coming for Netflix. And so we will be covering that in February. And last but not least, I know that I have on this show clowned people for doing this. We have something (laughs) really, really exciting coming, but we're not going to tell you what it is, but all shall be revealed soon. (laughs) And if you're my friend, don't text me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, very exciting, very exciting. So watch out. So in exciting things that we will tell you about, Tane, what is everybody up to in Massland? Before I get into that, I just want to say that Married at First Sight Australia is back. <laughs> and <laughs> I am so excited because the drama is already in there. And I'm reminded how they don't waste any time with the weddings. They don't waste any time with the shopping. We don't even see that. In fact, we're in episode two and they're already in honeymoons. And it's great. And it's amazing. And there's already drama. But yes, for those of you who watch, I recommend it again. So for Married at First Sight Australia, it's not airing on Lifetime, right? No, it's so not. So you have to, like, watch it from Australia. Um, 
yes, if you have a VPN, yeah, you can find ways to watch it. But I'm pretty sure that Lifetime is going to air it pretty soon. I think last season, they started airing it um, earlier than they usually do. So look out for it. I recommend it. I wanted to get a VPN to watch the Traders, the UK version, but I don't have it in me. Um. (laughs) Oh, I actually assumed it would be on Peacock, but that doesn't make sense. That makes too much sense. That's why it's not there. (laughs) Well, they have all these weird laws and stuff. I thought it would be the same production, but if they adapted it, then no, it's not. It won't be the same um, on there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so going to our couples, Amelia from the New Orleans season is in her last year of residency, and she is now practicing rural and dive medicine in, it's either Utila or Utila in Honduras. So I don't know how she swung it, but remember some weeks ago, I mentioned that her boyfriend is, he's like a nomad and he goes to different places. So right now they're in Honduras. So she's just living her best life, honestly. How cool. Um... The ladies of Houston still hanging out. Rachel and Brett hung out. They had a picture together. Um, Rachel and Merla used to hang out all the time. I mean, they still hang out, but it's not like how it was um, when the show first ended. Um, Chris Collette from the Boston season did a Ask Me Anything. He answered a lot of questions about maths. Um, he mentioned how Keisha was like a good friend to him on after party. And if only we knew all the things that she says off mic that she can't say on wow. we we know. <laughs> um they ask if he'll ever do um maths again. He's like maybe another reality show, but not um maths. I think he said he wanted to be on Jeopardy. Okay. He so many questions. They asked if he still was affected by maths. He's like, no, it was so long ago. But the question I found the most interesting was, did maths know that you were defund? And they put that in uh, quotes. And Alyssa was, well, not, dot, 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 and still match you. <laughs> he said, <laughs> the experts knew I am very left-leaning. To be honest, Alyssa isn't as right-leaning as the public thinks. I think, and he put the think in asterisk, she voted for Biden, if I remember correctly, but don't quote me, but she's definitely a uniform fangirl. It's like (laughs) the most interesting um, compliment and insult all rolled into one. (laughs) And then he put the definition of, uh, well, not a definition, but he put myth, that uh, myth is that people think defund means abolish. And then put like a whole explanation and all that stuff or whatever. But yeah, that was the most interesting question to me. But there was a lot of hanging out with Mike, who he's closest to. That all the guys in Boston are pretty close, but he lives 45 minutes away. So he doesn't get to hang out with them. But at the end of the day, it still seems like they're all cool. Okay, I find it interesting because the little I had seen of his social media since the show, like there was a lot of like him selling real estate, which I was like, well, if you're going to have this attention, might as well put it into your real job. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised that he even answered math's questions because, yeah, he seems, yeah. I don't think I even see him posting pictures of hanging out with the other guys. He was waiting for a flight. He was going to Las Vegas for a conference, so he had time. Okay. Um, someone asked about his girlfriend, and he was like, the last time he posted that she got a lot of heat, so that she didn't ask for it. I'm like, why would Chris's girlfriend get heat, though? People are weird. So he's like, he tries to keep that. Like, she didn't ask for it, and she didn't sign up um, for that. Good for him that he has a girlfriend, though, that he's keeping away from, you know, the evils. Good for him. Yeah, I actually thought they broke up, but they're still together. Because I hadn't seen pictures of them since um, they came together. 
Okay, Paige from Atlanta. She was doing an ad for a mass elopement ceremony that's going to be on Valentine's Day, officiated by the mayor of Atlanta. But she's doing a promo for a business called Marry We, and they have a group package, like if you're going to be part of it. So I guess if you're in Atlanta and want to be married by the mayor, you can do, and you want to elope. You could do a mass elopement with a whole bunch of people and Mary, we will give you a package. I think like a thousand dollars that includes a reception and dancing. And if that is your steez, then I mean, go. I'm surprised that Paige went in that direction with her influencing. I honestly think it's for a friend. I, okay. I just think it's, yeah, I think it's a friend's business. I don't think <laughs> it's like, because she's been very focused on her real estate. And just, you know, being happy in her life, really. <laughs> I saw she bought a second house. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben and Mindy did a Spartan race together. And people were in the comments talking about, oh, I'm so glad you found love again, you guys. <laughs> Someone said Ben and Mindy for the win. And Mindy is like, no, we're just amazing friends. And then someone's like, no, they're still a couple. And someone's like, no, she just said they're amazing friends. I'm like, like you said, Mindy's just, you know, being thirsty for this insinuations or she just likes the insinuations that come with it. It's so weird. Yeah. I can't, I just, I'm just like, when did you even meet Ben that you can like throw him in the category of amazing friend? <laughs> That's the thing. I always wonder about that. Like there's a bunch of reality shows. They do a show together and they get off the show and all they hang out with are the people they did the show with. And I'm like, where were where are your friends that you were with before you got on the show? Like, how are these people your only friends and you guys are besties now? I, I will say, I've judged people for that too, but I think I figured out that like, if you're hanging out with your regular friends who are not clout chasing, there's no value in posting the picture for you or for them. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> the, the only way you get attention and likes or whatever is you post if you post other people that they know, whether from your show or from another show. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I'm a hypocrite. I follow people from shows like Justine from Love Island because, and I only want to see the content that comes with the people that she did the shows with. Like, where are they? What's going on? <laughs> Anyways, Jamie's back on IG. She took January off, but she's back with a whole bunch of updates and they put an offer on their dream house. I don't know what state it is. Maybe Florida again or New Jersey. I don't know. They keep moving back and forth. But she did say that they are coming back to her TV. And they're filming on Friday because she went to get her hair done. But the producers are a secret, so she can't say anything about it. And I'm like, is Couples Cam coming back? One can only hope. Do you think they're going to fill the 30-minute spot since now we get 90 minutes of maps? I... I, one part of me hopes, the other part of me hopes not. <laughs> you don't watch it anyways. So That's true. It doesn't I'm affect like, you either way. Forced to? I said if they got a real production company, I would think about it. So <laughs> That is true. They were doing it for the pandemic. Okay. Um, She did say they're bringing back their podcast. And then she let us know that there's still no baby, but Doug has a sperm analysis coming up and they have an appointment with the fertility specialist on the 6th of February. Okay, good for, good, good luck to them. I think it's just that we're living in a world where we know the appointment date 
of a sperm analysis of someone we do not know will probably never meet in our lives. And it's normal. It's just the world we're living now. Like I could not fathom this 10, 20 years ago. Like, wow, there's just, we know a lot about people that we don't know. But anyways, I think Noe has a boyfriend. I saw something before and I wasn't sure, but then she posted something again where it was like one of those him, you look so pretty and me something, something. So I'm like, every time someone debuts a him, that's a boyfriend, but it's still a soft launch. No, it's not a soft launch. We haven't seen anything. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated. Um, That's all I have about the couples. And the final thing I want to say is we had someone message about, how they can watch after party in Canada. We don't know how. And it also doesn't make sense that they show them maps, but not after party. What is the point? So I went on Reddit and Reddit was just like, you have to use a VPN, but I'm just asking in case anyone knows of any service that you could pay for or anything. If you know a way in Canada that you can watch after party, let us know so we can share that information. If not, looks like a VPN is the only solution on how to watch after party. And that's all I got this week. All right, guys, we'll be right back. They say time waits for no one, and neither should payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use the money you get from Earnin to make sure you have your spending money ready for your fun spring break trips to the beach. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Alto Call on the podcast because when you sign up, it'll really help the show. That's Alto Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And we are back to this 90-minute episode of Married at First Sight. It looks like all of the episodes are going to be 90 minutes going forward, which is great because, Tane, we've been saying for years that they need to shorten this. <laughs> Excuse me while I knock on wood and make sure that it is 90 minutes the entire season because I am not complaining for sure. I do think it forces them to tighten things up a little bit. No, you just think they just chopped off 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I do feel like the editing is weird. Like, we just get five minutes of a couple, three minutes of a couple, and then it just goes back and forth, and it almost feels like, did they do this because there's no content? Instead of just enjoying the 90 minutes, I'm now wondering, why did we go to 90 minutes? What does because, that mean? Because they finally listened to us. They listened to us say, the show does not need to be two hours. <laughs> they never listened to us. Why now? <laughs> Um, so this 90 minute episode starts with everybody in Lucia, Jamaica. I had never heard of Lucia, but it looks real pretty. Yeah, it does. Uh, everybody's getting started on their honeymoon. People are waking up telling us how they slept. Uh, Mac is accused of snoring by Dominique. He denies it. Uh, Nicole and Chris are having coconuts off the tree. For some reason, Gina is doing an inventory of her bag. She's pulling stuff out. She's naming it. I'm looking at Clint. He doesn't seem super interested. Neither am I. Um, he does I, ask at the end if it's a magician's hat. <laughs> it's, I don't know if I'm reaching with this. Is Gina a bad conversationalist? Yes. <laughs> because every time she's saying something, I'm like, is this out of context? Is this editing? Or is this just what? <laughs> I, I concluded this episode that she, I don't know what it is. I'm glad you said bad conversationalist because I wasn't sure like what it was. But I'm like, I wouldn't want to talk to her. <laughs> she's not a good like give and take. She She's an interrupter, which I'm also an interrupter. Um, so I understand that, but it's I wouldn't want to talk to her. Yeah, she doesn't read the room and go with that, but yeah. <laughs> so we hear what activities everybody's are going to everybody's doing today. Eris and Jasmine are going snorkeling. Gina and Clint are going to a waterfall. Um, yeah, so people sit down and have breakfast. Nicole and Chris are up first. Chris says last night was amazing because they went deeper than they probably wanted to do at the beginning, but they shared. And they. Nicole says, we're like skipping the annoying part of dating, which is basically the three months where you don't find out anything about each other. And then you find out the important stuff and you're like, I wasted three months, but we're just getting straight to it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even want to talk about the decision day, but she does say that she wants to be able to make a confident decision based on getting to know each other. Yeah. For some reason, Chris is in an interview and somebody has asked him if he's in love with Nicole and he looks at them like, no, you know, uh, but she's, she's pretty great. I'm like, they have known each other for possibly 36 hours at this point, maybe 48 he's not in love he's not justin okay <laughs> i got two things out of their scene i like that nicole she makes it like a wee thing like she'll say 
I want to be able to do this for you, like X, Y, Z. And she'll say, and for both of us and vice versa, like both ways, of course. So she never makes it like a, I need this. I have to do this. You have to do that. She says we, and I really like that, like how thoughtful she is that there's two of them in this relationship. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because that doesn't apply to all the couples. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, um, the other thing is, um, I just want to see how long Nicole is going to go with this leopard print pajamas. <laughs> like she had it after the wedding. She had it in the honeymoon and she's had it so far, all the episodes. Again, not to say I wear my pajamas for a couple of days or so something, but I think if I was on TV, I'd be so self-conscious. Not that she should be. I'm just trying to see how long we're going to last with this leopard print pajamas. So I'm on watch. It is. On, they are nice pajamas, but mm-hmm. like you, I'm like, you're on TV. You got to switch on yeah. the pajamas every day. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, Merla did it. Merla had the same pajama pants for like a while. And I'm surprised because it's Merla, but. <laughs> um, Jasmine and Eris, they are talking about breakfast and she says she ordered pancakes and bacon. And he talks about, do you eat bacon every day? She says, oh, about 50%. He starts talking about cutting it down to two days a week. I was like, who asked you? Why does she need to cut down on bacon? (laughs) I need to find out why he's not eating bacon. That would be very helpful to me. Aid, I am going nuts. Like, why are they not telling us why this man doesn't eat whatever it is that he doesn't eat? And it just occurred to me that last week and after party, he was an ass. (laughs) Like, it's driving me nuts. Like, are you... Again, I think if he's vegetarian or something, it would be mentioned like, oh, I'm vegetarian. But And the thing is, I can't tell what's on his plate. Every time he eats, I'm craning my neck like I'm in there and I can't see anything. Like, what is he eating? I'm like, Iris, you eat what you want to eat, but leave this woman's <laughs> bacon alone. Okay. I don't even like bacon that much. I just respect her right to eat it. Um, she asks about his previous relationships and he says that they didn't work out because of him. That if he had met them later or been more mature, maybe they could have worked out. But the the most minute thing would throw him off and he would just give up. But he's met amazing people, but it was just me. You know, the interesting thing about this is you're like, oh, he's really taking responsibility. But I'm like, I I feel like this is going to end the same way. And he will not blame Jasmine at all when it ends. He'll take all responsibility. But he has a pattern. He does. <laughs> he does. He's like kind of like Nate in a way. <laughs> um, how is he like Nate? They're just saying all the things and being so even keel. Like I think being with someone like Eris would drive me nuts. Like that chill to the next level. Again, we haven't seen him angry or whatever I'm talking about so far. Like he's just always one note, one tone, and just like I don't have feelings. <laughs> so that's how he's like neat to me. Jasmine talks about how she's a workaholic. And she also mentions that she walked away from all of her previous relationships, but she doesn't say that it was all her fault. So that's, that's some contrast. Yeah. Next they talk about how he is um, willing and is ready to be able to help her with everything she needs to do, especially since her mom is sick. He's ready to go to the hospital Apparently, her mom is in the hospital for five hours at a time for chemo. Part of me was like, oh, my God, I don't know if you should be doing maths while you're going through this, like, very serious, heavy thing. But there's no time like the present, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But Eris says the right things. He says that he's willing to help her out to lighten the load. And Jasmine says that she's glad that he's willing to help because she's not used to having help. That's another reason why he's like Nate. It's like he's saying the right things, but you're still side-eyeing. Like, no, there's something mm, about you. <laughs> I, I I am not. Nah, you're right. There's something. <laughs> Dominique and Mac are having breakfast. They're talking about mimosas, and it's never too early to have a mimosa when you're on vacation. This is Dominique's first time out of the country. Um, she is very impressed with the outdoor shower, which I would be too. She says she feels like she's in a Pantene commercial. Um, they talk about sleeping. They're fine. They're cuddling. And they talk about doing stuff that day. Kristen and Shaq arrive and do the obligatory commercial content for this free vacation. They love it. It's good. He says that at the conference, it was good to have someone there rooting for him. I spent a lot of time trying to read his t-shirt because it was clearly from the conference and I just could not figure. It just a conference. Oh, I could see, but I didn't write it. I Actually, my notes were, he didn't have to wear the conference shirt. Jeez, we know he went to the conference. We flash to Gina and Clint. They're on a bus. Apparently the bus is lost. They had to ask for directions. I was so confused. I was like, isn't this an excursion? You have a whole camera crew with you? What do you mean you had to ask for directions? What's going on? So they are standing outside the bus. I don't know what they're waiting for. And he makes a joke about them being some movie named Turistas and Harvesting Organs. <laughs> My only question is, where were they headed to? I was like, why is it taking so long? But I guess on After Party, we found out that it was supposed to be 45 minutes each way, but then they got lost or something happened to the tire or something like that. I don't know if it was the roads. I don't know if it was the driver not knowing where they were going. Was roads blocked off, so they had to take a detour, and then the driver got lost. They, they seem to handle it well enough. Um, yeah, my guess was after they said they were supposed to go to a waterfall, it reminded me of if they, I was thinking if they were going to the same waterfall that Jeff D and Shawnice went to on their honeymoon. I don't know if you remember. I do not remember. When they yeah. went to Jamaica, did they go to the same place? I don't remember, but I know they went to some waterfall and that was the first time like Jeff D, I think like willingly kissed Shawnice or something. They had a good time, actually. So. They did. You know what? I remember that that season, I think they went to Oco Rios. Oh, okay. So Dominique and Mac, for their adventure, they're going on a boat. They talk about how they he knows nothing about sailboats. Thankfully, a driver shows up. I was very happy for them that someone showed up to drive their boat. Um, it looked like a really good time. Uh, Dom is learning that Mac is like more of a scaredy cat than she would prefer but she says that he talks like oh I don't want to do the thing or oh I'm nervous but then he actually does the thing so maybe she doesn't need to listen to him talking I gotta tell you A this may have been the point where I texted you that this episode is so boring for every Dom and Mac scene I have no notes like they <laughs> just leave no impression on me I'm just like alright Okay, and that's it. <laughs> I just know the fireworks are coming, so I'm watching to see for signs like, where are the fireworks going to come from with these two? <laughs> I think that's the beauty of previews. That's what keeps you interested. Like, you're working towards something. But I don't know if you, if, if you see what I mean by the editing. It's almost like we get 
little little clips of the of the couples instead yes. of getting like a prolonged like something that makes sense we get five minutes of them saying your fish was nice i like fish do you want kids yes i want kids and then they switch to the next one and it's just back and forth and it's just eh, kind of weird yeah yeah I, I guess for me i don't recall if previous seasons were any different especially during the honeymoons the only reason i remember is because of the way i take down my notes so even as recent as San Diego, it was not as swift, choppy. for lack of a better word. Yeah, <laughs> swift and choppy. Kirsten and Shaq go and ride ATVs. Like, Tane and I, I think, talked about this in the, the season where they went to Las Vegas, about how I've always wanted to ride ATVs. It's been a couple years. I still haven't done it. Um. I am... Um... When we, when my husband and I went to Jamaica, we rode ATVs, but I'm not driving. I don't know if I would drive. I just stayed in, I'm a backseat person, passenger. <laughs> and it's fun. So you should correct that. As I, I'm thinking about it. I, I might have the opportunity soon. We'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Kristen has rode ATVs many times and she is down and she is ready. Um, so we basically just see her going fast and him going slow. And he says... That he's cautious because of the accident. He's always trying to be careful. Um, and she's like, he's very far behind me. Um, they change the music music back and forth between them. He gets like slow mellow music. She gets like video game fast music music. Um, at one point it looks like Shaq got stuck, but then he embraces adventure and he hits the throttle. But they look like they have a decent enough time. So I really felt for Shaq in this scene because, I mean, trauma is something. Like, something that is an absolute nothing to somebody else, a.k.a. Kirsten, is everything for Shaq. Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't even think about it until he mentioned it. And then I went back to, who chose these events (laughs) for them? I I believe production all the way. I don't think they have any choice about what it is they're going to do. Wow. But yeah, I mean, that's just... I guess how life is, because I definitely didn't think about it till he said it. Because I was like, just step on it. So. Um, Clint and Gina are not giving up hope. They're back on the bus. They're talking about the handles and how useful they are. Eris and Jasmine are going snorkeling. Apparently his beard and the fit of the thing over your face um, affected his enjoyment. So he didn't enjoy it as much as he could, but he had a good enough time. They had a snorkel kiss that was very cute. Oh. Once okay, I have given Gina passes on this, but her passes are over. We are once again talking about Gina and working. <laughs> I have no comments. <laughs> I feel like Clint doesn't really listen to her anymore. Cause then he starts talking about how he likes to go down the path less traveled and how this whole thing is the path less traveled. I their conversations to be the absolute worst <laughs> between the two of them i mean she says they have banter and they're always going back and forth so mm. is this banter i don't know maybe it's edited i don't i'm just going by what she said i don't know <laughs> that's what she said for both of them <laughs> i don't think she's a good listener and i don't think she responds to what he says she just says things that she wants to say <laughs> Uh, Nicole and Chris are rum tasting. Their rum tasting guy says he loves the energy between the two of them. I feel like rum tasting guy like knows what the show is about. And he feels like, oh, these two are doing pretty good. 
quite honestly, I think everyone in Jamaica that was working there wanted to get everyone drunk. <laughs> every couple who had somebody, a butler, it was to get them drunk. I mean, oh, sorry, to go back to Gina and Clint, did you notice that the camera kept panning to her body? Yes, that was bizarre. And I'm, and I'm like, what is that about? Like, they kept going to her stomach and her, and I was like, what is happening? Even a, like the body, I was about to say body shot, but that sounds bad. But just, I, what was the purpose of that? It, it was pretty awkward and unexplainable. I didn't understand why. And I was like, is this like a mess up in editing? Or are they trying to make a point about what's coming? <laughs> I hope they weren't trying to make a point about what's coming because that would be bad. That would be bad. But yeah, Nick, Nicole and Chris are tasting rum. She's talking about how like she's at least probably a foot shorter than him. Mm-hmm. But they're drinking the same amount. Uh, at the end of it, she says she's not drunk, but she would not drive machinery. And then the rum guy starts teaching them TikTok dances. I was like, I didn't know this was included in the service. Uh, Chris <laughs> is not a terrible dancer. That's the best I can do for him. He's not terrible. <laughs> I got to tell you, Aid, if it, if I was there, I'm a lightweight when it comes to alcohol. I would have been hammered. Like, one of the rums was 63%. I, I probably wouldn't have made it through two. That I mean, is... the last time I went to wineries, I quit in the middle of like the last tasting. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. No, that, that that's way too much. Like my liquor of choice is either gin or rum, but I would have needed a nap. Someone to take me to the room and just dump me on the bed. <laughs> I, if I had been Nicole, there's no way I would have done all six. Absolutely no. not. I would have, I would have shamed myself and my family on camera if I did such a thing. <laughs> and it was a generous pour too. But they did seem to have fun. Yes. Um, Nicole tells Chris that like this drinking is more like her old self. She used to be partying all the time. She used to be out all the time. But then she turned 28 and then she went on a personal growth journey. I was like, no, that's just getting old, Nicole. Like <laughs> you have your party time and then it ends sometimes abruptly. You're like, I, you know, I just can't hang anymore. <laughs> but if you want to call it a personal growth journey, who am I to contradict you? <laughs> Um, they talk about how Chris is very laid back, but he does say that if he knows he's right, he is going to argue with you. It just takes a lot for him to get frustrated. She asks if it bothers him that she loses her cool a little bit easier than that. And he says he doesn't know. They try to play some music like it's very dramatic, but it's not. Yeah, I have that one. Like, they're just looking for stuff. <laughs> they're just learning about each other and establishing boundaries a little bit. Because Chris basically says, you can lose your shit if you want to, but don't take it out on me. And Nicole's like, yeah, that's good. Um, quite frankly, she seemed turned on by it. She's like, good, <laughs> you should not. <laughs> In an interview, Chris says the old Nicole would have been a problem because she does describe herself as selfish and hot-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's dated someone like that before and he doesn't want to do that again. Um, he doesn't want to be in a situation where she lets her emotions get the best of him, her and she takes it out on him. But uh, that was a whole nothing. Like, that was just Nicole and Chris being perfect, as usual. <laughs> um, We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> so we get back to Shaq and Kirsten sitting on what I would call an egg chair. Would you call that an egg chair? I have no recollection of the chair. Okay. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> swinging chair. Anyway, um, she says that after ATVing, she's hot and she's hungry. Shaquille talks about how he's going to go work out. 
He asks her if she wants to go out with work out with him. She's like, no. Did she not just say she's hot and hungry? At least feed her um, <clears throat> before you try to drag her to the gym. They have a discussion about attraction. Um, he says that he's attracted to her. He feels the same butterflies that he felt when she was walking down the aisle every time he sees her. an example of a person not really being able to take a compliment because then she comes back with like well how do you feel about me with no hair and makeup like when I first wake up and he says yeah I like that version of you too it's like the best kind she says at first she wasn't attracted but once she spent time with him she feels a little bit more attracted thank god in an interview Shaq is like uh, that's a little bit awkward for her to tell me that <laughs> um, but that she's finding things in him that she likes She's getting used to the bald head. Um, she asks him if he's afraid to kiss her. And I'm like, mm, okay, he asked you once and you said no. Why are you asking that question? I think the worst thing she said was you're growing on me. <laughs> I, I just, someone you just met, someone who's very into you, like, I, I, I know you mean well, but there's no positive spin on you're growing on me unless you're like tight friends that have known each other for years. Like it's actually, they shouldn't be growing on you if you know each other for years, but she shouldn't have said that. I thought that was very harsh. It was harsh, but I could totally see why she thought it wasn't harsh. <laughs> I feel like she thought she was doing him a favor by saying like, I'm going attracted to you. And I'm like, that's not actually, that doesn't quite work. But can I say the guest on After Party, Sarah Frazier, we had a new person who has a podcast. She, she said something that was, in this thing, when we address the whole Clint and Gina, what she said, where she said sometimes she feels like these couples are trying to talk themselves out of the marriages. Like, you don't have to be that honest. And I think that there's very much truth to that. Yes. So. Why, like, if someone's growing on you, why don't you give it more of an opportunity to happen? Yeah. And talk about it in retrospect when the growing part is done. <laughs> Yeah, and then you can say that, like, man, I'm obsessed with you right now, but when we first met, boy, you were growing on me. <laughs> but not now, and like day three, like, geez. Then we find out that she told him that she doesn't really like kissing that much, and she's not a good kisser, and she prefers, we kind of get around to her, her saying that she prefers because they are very touchy. Like, even when they came into the room, they have their arms around each other. Like, they're touching each other while they're sitting here talking. She likes that. And she tells him that she likes that. And she says it makes her feel secure. I cannot believe she said, I I am not a good kisser. And she doesn't kiss that much. I, I not, You know, you just mentioned how she didn't take that compliment well. And then adding that with, I'm not a good kisser. And I think someone said, maybe someone in her past has told her she's not a good kisser. And now she's self-conscious about it. I'm surprised, one, that this is the first time we're hearing this. I just thought in all the times when they asked, are you going to kiss your husband in the, at the altar or anything? She would have just said, I don't like kissing and I'm not a good kisser. <laughs> but I can't believe someone said this out loud about themselves. I mean, self-awareness is good, yay, but... No. How I think it's best to be honest. I think it's okay for her. I think that's better than you're growing on me in a sense. Like it's a me thing, not a you thing, I think is a useful thing. Um, 
how do you know you're not a good kisser unless someone told you and you don't know their intentions? I think it's just an unkind way to speak about yourself. There is that. You do not know if you're a good kisser or not. So you can't say that. That's so there's true. there's one thing if I don't kiss much, maybe something happened when she was a teenager and some boy was like, you can't kiss and then that's it. So there's two different things. I'm not a good kisser and I don't kiss much. Which is it if you don't enjoy it? But for me, the next level is if she does not enjoy kissing, then what are our thoughts on sex? <laughs> in all of like in the bachelor party, even on after party, Kirsten has been pretty like into talking about sex. She's the one who wanted nine inch. What is she? How many inches does she want? I can't remember her exact inches, but she has requirements. So I'm just like, okay, so are you one of those? I don't want to kiss, but I just want to have se- Yeah, but things are missing. There's gaps. <laughs> There's gaps for me. <laughs> one day, but hopefully we find out. I just want her on board, Aid. They have so much chemistry. They look good. They're an attractive couple. Very attractive. Like, come on, just get on board. We have an after party this week. I was like, this outfit, every the glasses, everything. Oh, yes. Man. He was in a mustard suit, pop of color. They look good this week. Gina looked good too. She was in green and a green dress. Yeah. So next up is Gina and Clint. They're in bed eating, and he calls it extreme glamping. I have no idea how eating in bed in a resort is extreme glamping, but okay. <laughs> They put two people who just like to hear themselves talk. <laughs> Whether it makes sense or not, at least words are flowing. <laughs> oh. He says that he thought she was going to be high maintenance. But she says that she's not needy, but having someone around that can handle her independence and appreciate it would be nice. Clint makes fun of her old boyfriend. He's like, so did they just like sit back there and just watch you be great and not like feel like they had to do anything? <laughs> That was funny. I'm not going to lie. The way he said it, he was like, yeah, she's crushing it. And I'm just here crushing beer cans. (laughs) I laughed. She says that she's glad that they're taking time to talk through what they want before getting into physical. Um, And they both talk about how they have no idea what's about to happen in the future. And they're just along for the ride. I feel like that's maybe the fifth time they've said it this episode. (laughs) They talk a lot from the very beginning, from the wedding night. They both like to talk a lot about the process and how they feel about the process. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> so Jasmine and Eris are at dinner. Eris asked her to feed him part of the lobster tail. When they were checking out the room, he asked her to feed him grapes. I think yep. Eris has a little thing there. A little thing yep. there. I had the same observation. I'm like, the second time he's being fed... Um, my favorite part is that she like fed it part of the lobster tail. Then she's like, you want the whole thing? She wanted a part of her own lobster tail. (laughs) She she didn't want to give him that big of a piece. (laughs) Hopefully they're an all inclusive and they'll bring her another one. Um, hopefully. Um, so Eris asked her, what is your favorite sexual position? And she is like, I plead the fifth. So to be fair, said, she asked him, sorry, she asked him if there was anything he wanted to know about her. Like, any question you could have asked, ever. And that was what he chose to ask. So then he asked what her favorite color is, and she says lavender. And Eris comes out with, women whose favorite color is lavender, their favorite position is downwards-facing dog, which is not a sexual position, but it can translate into one. <laughs> 
like I feel like he is making a joke because he says I'm not saying it's true but it's a fact and I'm like what do you mean and he says from research he knows this I'm sure this whole thing is a joke it is a joke but ladies and gentlemen he's 39 years of (laughs) of old and it's just no and then if you suss out that someone is conservative which you already told him don't try to you know keep making these jokes they're not even funny there's no i guess for me i'm just like this is a preacher's kid i don't think in the first few days she's gonna be super comfortable like talking about sex on camera give her a week or something Mm-hmm. Ernest says that jasmine is reserved but he thinks that she has a demon inside that he needs to pull out he's never been a sex mentor but he can show her the way software engineer sex mentor Hell of a resume. <laughs> Barf. Eris <laughs> asked Jasmine why she doesn't want to talk about sex. And she's like, I'm more modest. And she also says she's not the best at expressing what she likes. And Eris said it's giving lady vibes and class vibes. And he needs it to give whore. <laughs> Barf. Jasmine is like, what? Um, In an interview, she says she enjoyed sex. And she just needs someone to help her enjoy it more. I, yeah, I just thought Jasmine doesn't want to talk about this, Eris. There are times when the camera's not on. See if she'll talk about it with you then. I think we spoke a little bit about this about after party, but this is where I'm worried is that Jasmine seems to be a giver or trying to keep the peace. And I hope she doesn't step too much outside of herself just to appease Eris. She gave him that giant piece of lobster. <laughs> she, you know, he would take it. <laughs> so. Okay. So we're back to Jasmine and Eris. She got bacon again for breakfast. People are waking up. So Eris asked her what the pigs did to her. I'm tired of this man. Like I said before, I'm tired of the man's judgment about bacon. Um, It was funny though. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. Yes, <laughs> I leave the little piggies alone. <laughs> All right, so then we move on to Gina and Clint. Um, They're out on the beach, and they have a butler, and there's this whole much ado about getting drunk, and they're all very excited about that. So Clint tells her that the vacation has exceeded um, his expectations. He says that they click, and she says it's been good, but she doesn't feel this overwhelming physical chemistry for sure. Why do you have to say for sure? So that was my note when I watched it. But when after party, I find out that she's like Ryan from Atlanta. She says for sure after everything. Um, I just wanted to note at this time that I saw that Gina was wearing the same bathing suit. And I was like, you know, you're coming on your maps, honeymoon. Why don't you bring multiple bathing suits? Well, we find out on after party that they lost their luggage and they didn't have it for three days. And they had to go to the store and buy all this stuff. Hence why she's in the same bathing suit. <laughs> and Keisha's like, yeah, she noticed they were also wearing a whole bunch of Jamaica stuff. She just thought they loved Jamaica so much. But no, they didn't have any outfits. So she says, you know, but she doesn't want to force anything. And Clint looks sad. He looks sad to me, but Aries confirmed it, it. Sorry. Shaq confirmed it in after party because he's like, Clint is a man of many words. And the way he got quiet, like you could tell. So Because Gina tried to be like, oh, we both feel this way. But I was looking at Clint's face and I was like, no, I think it's just you who feels this way. <laughs> I think Clint does not feel the same. I think Clint is more attracted to you than you are to him. Yeah. 
So he says, yeah, I feel the same way for sure. And no, not for sure. I just said that because she said that. <laughs> and they match them for a reason. So you never know what may happen, that they could go through something that could change their minds. So I was going to ask you, but you already kind of answered. I was like, when he said he feels the same way as she does, like he doesn't feel the overwhelming physical chemistry. Do you think he was genuine or it was his ego? And he just said, you know. It was his ego. It okay. was his ego. In so my Gina, opinion. Yes, I agree. So Gina says physical attraction is something unexplainable. And she has been in a relationship where it wasn't the first thing and it can grow. So she's staying open-minded. Clint says to us in a confessional that for her to say it so early, he's disappointed. But they're married, so they will do whatever they can to make it work. He says to her that they get along well and that's undeniable. And she's like, I agree, but I'm in it for the long haul. But the one thing that she wants him to know is that she was like, she doesn't really, I'm quoting, she doesn't really vibe with redheads and gingery features. <laughs> one more time I'm for laughing, the- but it's terrible. She should have never said that. It's so mean. One more time for the seats at the back. Gina sat there with all her faculties, opened her mouth and told a man that she just married that she doesn't really vibe with redheads and gingery features. I'm so glad Keisha asked on after party, what is gingery? <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? But like you said, that was so rude, Aid. I-, I hate to do this, but like reverse the genders. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of guy from Dallas who was like, I'm just really into brunettes to his wife who was a blonde. Like, why would you say... I'm really not into what you are and think that you can somehow work to build a relationship off that. But I think this is going to be the argument for next week when he says, I mean, to slender people because and I think I, a lot of to get back at her. <laughs> he is, but a lot of people are going to say that it's not the same. And some people are going to say it's equitable. You I'm said something about equitable. that. I think it's equitable. Like, I don't know what would make it different. But I think for me, what makes it worse is that she continued to say, not to say you're not unattractive. If you have to put a disclaimer, girl, (laughs) you don't lost this conversation. And also, not in the same way as some other things are, but redheads are kind of a marginalized group. (laughs) They kind of are. I mean, marginalized is a big word. It is a big word. (laughs) But there's all these jokes about female redheads and temper. Like, it's quite rude. Also, I'm like, I don't think ginger is a politically incorrect word, but it sounds like it. Can you call someone? You can, right? You're a ginger. You really shouldn't. You shouldn't, right? It just sounds wrong. And she and said it more than once. to call themselves a ginger, that's one thing. But I don't think the rest of us should be doing that. I, I, I would go first for redhead, but... It's just not ginger. It's gingery. Like, <laughs> gingery. More than she like kind of ginger, but not really ginger. Oof. But yeah, the whole thing was awkward and it wasn't right. And I was like, oh no, Gina, you done fucked up. So then we moved to Dominique and Mac. They looked like they were going for dinner and looked like they were dressed for different occasions. He was like in the button up with shorts and she was like in a shiny dress with heels and everything she almost fell down and i'm like wow okay so they sit down they talk about their 
activities and he says he just needs to be pushed. He needs someone um, to push him. They're having a fun conversation. Um, last week on After Party, we spoke about how nothing Dom says makes sense. So <laughs> he was making a lot of jokes and stuff about um, being pushed and all not being funny and all that. But then she tells us in the confessional. Um, I think it's a joke, I think, but actions speak louder than words. And ultimately, that's what I asked for. What does that mean? She asked for somebody with adventure? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what I, had, I had no idea what she was referring to. But Max says that she's been such a good match and he goofs around probably too much, but she grounds him and he's thankful for that. She says she appreciates him and she couldn't have asked for a better match at this point. What did they fight about? I don't know how much longer I can wait. Because everything's going great right now. I just think she smiles a lot. I think that's what makes us think things are going great. But I don't know if it's really going great or if she just smiles a lot. It's not the smiles a lot. I think the confessional. I always feel like they're usually honest in their confessional. And she seems... Well, her words seem like she's into it. And then her body language, too, really. Okay. So, I think she's underwhelmed, but okay. <laughs> so Nicole and Chris, Nicole is in like a, we can't see the full thing, but she's in a seashell, white, tight dress. And Chris is like, he's speechless on how beautiful she looks. And I got to tell you, Nicole looked very beautiful this episode. Jamaica did her good. Or maybe it's Chris. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's probably both, right? <laughs> And he even, like, moves the candle. And I was like, I need to move this candle because it's blocking my view. Like, I mean, what girl doesn't want to hear that from her man? I know. He said <laughs> the right things. And he's, he appears to mean them. Yes, he's being genuine. So she jokes, like, do you love me yet? And he's like, uh, no, not yet. But I can see it. <laughs> I can see it happening. So Chris asks her about kids. He's like, I'm 36. You're 32 going on 33. He was very accurate about the age. She says, honestly, that she grew up never wanting kids and she thought that she would live an adventurous life. And then when she got older and she was ready to settle down, she asked herself, why does she not want kids? So now she's open to it, but she's not dying to have kids anytime soon. Um, he said, she said, how do you feel about that? He said, to be honest, I've always envisioned having two boys and a girl. And he wants to make sure that they're on the same page because they're not getting any younger. And it's something they have to think about. And A, you mean the experts paired people with different points of view on kids together? <laughs> oh, the shocker. The shock. I mean, but it's a little bit of setting people up for failure. What? It's a huge thing. I mean, now he has to talk her into wanting kids. It is, he doesn't say it, but he does say it. This is a deal breaker for him. It is probably Pastor Cal. Who was the person who didn't want kids and he told her, no, you'll be a good mom. You have to have kids. Was it Michaela? Somebody? Somebody, yeah. Somebody didn't want kids and you're trying to tell them. So she asks, okay, so when do we need to revisit this again? And he's like, a year or two, or unless you get baby fever. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> because it's a deal breaker for him. <laughs> I so can't she, believe he said a year. I was like, mm, that's uh that's a choice. Yeah, I mean, a year makes sense. Like they get to know each other. At least they have to get to know each other. So she tells us that she's open to it and she's not against it, but it's something that she actually has to think about it and decide for herself if it's something she wants and not be so blasé about it. So she asks him if he's leaving the ball in her court 
And he says, no, we have to make that decision together. I think that as long as they fall in love with each other, she'll be fine having kids. I think it's always easy when you don't see your future, when you don't see anything or whatever, and you're just like, I don't want kids. If she was a definite, I definitely don't want kids. But she's questioning it. Her life is different. And she mentioned that it was because she wanted to have an adventurous life. But now that she doesn't have that, I think if she feels that security with Chris and knowing that's something he wants and, you know, being in love, she would also have that desire to want kids. Yes. I feel like, I feel like for someone like Nicole, hopefully it's about who you end up having kids with. Yes. So I think if he proves to be the type of person who she would like to have a child with, I think she'll change her mind. Yeah. I think if she definitely said she didn't want kids, I'd be like, call, just call it right now. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not fair to make someone have a child for you and make someone not have a child. Like, just call it. We'll be right back. And we are back to talk about Dom and Mac again. This time they're in the pool with desserts on the ledge. I didn't realize how short Dom was because she couldn't even see the desserts that was over the ledge and he had to bring it down for her um, to see it. But this whole scene reminded me of Steve and Noe when they were in, I don't know, was it a waterfall or something? Yeah. In Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. So Max says things are going great and they're building a rapport and sexual connection. This is a confessional. And that her boobs are awesome and they're screaming at him. That he's clearly <laughs> a boob guy, so he's giddy. I honestly wasn't offended by this. This is his wife. He likes boobs and he just enjoys it and he's appreciating her body. So it is what it is. Did you think it was disrespectful? No. Okay. The man said he's a... Well, it's interesting. I'm like, Eris, that was rude. But with him, he said he was a boob guy, like, before. So he's just confirming, like, hey, I got what I wanted. I like her boobs. <laughs> Let me tell you why Eris is rude. Because she said she didn't want... You're talking about the sex thing, right? Yes. Yes, because she said she didn't want to talk about it. If someone tells you no and draws a boundary, respect it. That's why Eris is rude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he makes a joke about them banging in the pool and then she laughs. And then she tells us in the confessional that he's actually kind of funny, but don't tell him I said that. And then they share kisses in the pool. It was kind of cute. It was just cute having their own moment by themselves. So Shaq and Kirsten are at dinner. And before it starts, they're playing sexy music. Even if the lyrics are, let my love sink deep and take a while. <laughs> like the shade. So... They are dressed like they're going to the same place and they look nice. And Shaq says he wants her to open up herself. And she says she doesn't know what happened and if it's the pandemic, but after the pandemic, she became closed off. And the only thing she asks of him is to continue to be emotionally connected with her because she's used to being independent. And I'm like, but you have to be open for him to be emotionally connected with you. So I don't, you know, why are you asking someone that it's a two-person thing yes yes uh i was very confused by kirsten i i keep on going yeah um sidebar the jamaican crickets were very loud oh i didn't hear them or <laughs> oh my I god notice them <laughs> <laughs> they were very loud because it was loud with them and there was somebody else that had it i can't remember so he tells her that he wants her to be more intentional with her life I'm not going to lie. I rewound 
Because I was like, did I miss something? Like, why is he telling her to be intentional with her life? That they can both say they pour so much into others. And that's why he gets so much joy, like being a mentor. When he sees the impact, it brings him joy. And then he now, he ends with, how can he as her husband be there to support her? She says, well, what you can do is naturally talk to me versus presenting <laughs> your thoughts. I was not expecting that. The thing is, look, we give Kirsten a lot of shit, but she had a point. She did. She says, because at some point it feels like you're just talking at me versus talking to me. Um, she says it's fine and it's going to come naturally. But let, yes, like you said, she's right. Shaq just come off as a politician. And I think we got more insight on After Party when they were talking about who they were in college and what they did. And he said that he had fun, but he was always very conscious about his background or something, because if he ran for president, he wanted to have a clean background. So that gives you insight into who Shaq is. Shaq is very into, um, what's it called? How things look versus yes. how they are. Yes. Very image conscious. So yeah, that's Shaq. So that's why everything he says just sounds like he's campaigning or something, <laughs> <laughs> but he takes it well. He actually says he gets it. And it's maybe because he started listening to respond because he wants the answer to be perfect. And she asks him, why do you think that way? And he says it's the overthinker in him. And she says ne neither of them are perfect and he should just relax. And they toast to not trying to be perfect and enjoying themselves. Good for them. I hope that, yeah, I hope they can get to a place where they can talk to each other like normal humans, specifically her. Um, talking because yeah, there's a lot of getting to know Shaq and there's not a whole lot of getting to know Kirsten. At this point, do you think they're leaning more to as a Karen and Miles or a Jasmine and Michael? Yes. So do you think they'll end up, do you think they'll get over the hump or it's a Jasmine situation where she never really liked him. She kind of knew and was hoping it'll happen, but it didn't happen. Uh, I don't know. It could go either way. Well, there's only two ways to go. <laughs> I know, but I don't know which one. Yeah, I think the thing is just because they're touchy-feely and she she looks like she's attracted to him, so I don't know. I don't know what she's, what's going on in her mind. So, Eris and Jasmine, we learned that Jasmine is left-handed as they play frisbees or they throw frisbees. She tells us that everyone in her family is left-handed except her dad and her sister. And her sister is her everything. And Eris asks, what if she gets closer to me now that she has a brother? And Jasmine's like, that's not going to happen. So she says everything always... I'm not always the only person who took that question a little wrong. Oh. I was How like, did you take it? I was like, does he mean in a brotherly way? I hope he means in a brotherly way. I think that's what he meant. He said now that she has a brother. He was very okay. explicit about that. Okay. Ew. <laughs> so, um, they're talking about how, you know, they had huge changes happen to them in the last year. He wasn't even living here and she was in a whole other relationship. And now the stars have aligned. He asked her the last time that she was in love. And she says the last relationship that she was in um, was the last time that she was in love. He says that he's never been in love with a woman. I don't know why they kept adding with a woman, but I, okay. And that he's just been googly eyed and he would love and help out in an emergency, but never actually been in love. Jasmine just chuckles and says, wow. 
<laughs> then she tells us in the confessional that she's just processing and knowing that he's been in a year and a half relationship but wasn't in love that he, did he just stay in a relationship like what if he does that to her and could possibly not fall in love with her she tells him that she wasn't expecting that and it gives her pressure that he's 39 and never been in love and they're married with a short time frame and he might have to be in love to say yes. And then she asks him, well, do you have to be in love to say yes? And he's like, I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't think he does. He's been in the relationship for a year and a half and wasn't in love. But it begs the question. I feel like we have this every year where we have someone who is concerned about someone who's never been in love and they're concerned, like they want to hear I love you by the end of the experiment. And I think they're making a big deal out of nothing. Why are people scared of people who've never been in love? Like, it's not like the ones who've been in love are any better. <laughs> there is that. But I do think with someone like Eris, he's like, well, you know, we'd be in a relationship for a day and a half and I would do this for them and I do stuff for them, but I wasn't in love. And I think Eris might be one of those people who's waiting for like trumpets to sing. Like, he might have been in love before and it just wasn't what he was expecting love to be. So he's like, ah, that's not love. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because I just think that there's a lot of people who might say they've been in love and they were in relationships, but they really weren't in love, really. So, I don't know. So far, nobody's proved it wrong. I mean, Nate is one of them, and I don't think that he proved anything wrong. Ryan was one of them. I don't think that he proved it right. So maybe there is something to be scared of if someone's never been in love. But I don't know. There's a lot that hinges on it. I don't think you have to be in love at the end of the eight weeks. And I think they should, we say this every season. They need to take that pressure um, off of themselves. So that's how the episode ends. And we get a preview of next week where we get the revenge of Clint saying that the women he's liked in the past have been slender, athletic, and everyone's like, <gasps> so <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get context, but. Yeah. But that man better say gingery. This woman called me gingery, okay? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, um, Keisha does ask Gina about it. Like, how does she she looked like she was cringing when she was watching it? But I'm half and half on Gina. She half looked like she didn't regret it because she kept trying to defend it like we go back and forth, we're honest, we've always been too honest. Maybe we were too honest and we shouldn't have said that, but she never wants to hurt anyone and she wouldn't do that again if it were her so but i also don't get the impression that she was that remorseful about it. we'll see what else happens to make her feel like she shouldn't be remorseful but I, she did say in after party that she wanted to like blend into the wall she was so embarrassed about the preview so that's some kind of remorse no she was embarrassed about that because that was when he spoke about the slender thing that was when <laughs> okay he never mind blend in. yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was not and i want to add that the guest sarah said that clint looked like had a bradley cooper look in a star is born she's not wrong <laughs> but i didn't watch a star is born but i don't see it oh yeah i yeah i yeah she had she was onto something but yeah tame who has your bouquet this week um my bouquet goes to Shaq and kirsten I just felt like they had the conversations and sometimes you have to have uncomfortable conversations. And I appreciate the fact that she opened up and said, you don't always have to be perfect and that you talk at me, not to me and just kind of called him out, but not in a rude way. 
Um, I think it opened up to have more conversations and just finding out like their intimacy styles, her even sharing, even though I think it's kind of strange, but even her just sharing, like, I don't like kissing and him saying, I'll be patient, you know, I respect your boundaries. I just thought all around it was just good vibes. I'm hoping she bites and leans into it and they come together. But yeah, Shaq and Kirsten, who has yours? I know I can't do this every week, but mine goes to Nicole and Chris. <laughs> As we watch each couple and we see the conversations they're having, I just find them to be making the most use of their time. Yeah. Still and having just... fun, still having a good time together, you know, enjoying the the um, the honeymoon, but having real conversations, getting to know each other and getting to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Who has your burnt ashes? Oh, Gina. No explanations <laughs> needed. Just think before you talk. Who has yours? Theirs. <laughs> I felt, you know, I started off like, oh, I don't like him. And then he kind of went up in my estimation when he applauded, but he's he's headed his way back down. <laughs> if just someone says they don't want to talk about something, out of respect for them, respect for the process, talk about something else. <laughs> and I think some of this like I, I don't see him trying to get to know her on any level there just seems to be a lot of sex talk and there was a lot of that before the wedding too so we shall see either he proves us right or he surprises us that's it for this week you can find Tane on the rewatch with Nana they are covering season 6 of Sex in the City you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A L that's A L T A R C A L L M A F S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. Yes, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episode. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we will see you here next week. Bye, guys. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.